You're listening to 101.9 FM, KPCRLP, Santa Cruz. Tony Duchesne here, and welcome to Drinks with Tony. My guest this week is Hannah Sward. She's the author of Strip, a memoir. We discuss loneliness in strip clubs, dating woes as a writer, how Hannah met her writing mentor at the library, and we ask the question, are life's tragedies actually spiritual opportunities? Hi, I'm Hannah Sward, and you're listening to Drinks with Tony. Get on the Drinks with Tony show. Yeah. You're listening to Drinks with Tony. I'm your host, Tony Duchesne. Today on the show, we have Hannah Sward. She's the author of Strip. Hannah, how are you? I'm good. Very happy to be here, Tony. Yeah, it's it, this is just like all happiness happening right now. <laughs> yes, yes. How, how do you find your happy? How do you find happiness? How, where, what is happiness for you? Oh, I love that question. I think it's uh, it's so elusive, as many of us know. I feel like when I'm seeking it, it's that's that right in itself is an indicator that I need to take a look at because oh. it's in the seeking where I, I find that that's not where my happiness lies. When I look at where I'm most engaged in the moment, it really is with communicating with people and talking with people and nature. So you're totally happy because you're in the communication pro- process right now and you're looking at your window at nature. A little bit of nature. I also have a view of the, uh, well, I won't put them down. I'll just leave that part of LA that's, you know, a little more unattractive. But yes, I have a tree out there. <laughs> I love how vague you're being. Is it Scientology? Are you near a Scientology center? <laughs> no, it's La Brea, uh, those high rises things. Uh, mm. which I, I find a little unattractive. The park, the, what do they call it? The park, uh, La Brea Park. Yeah, it's always, yeah. I'm like, I haven't lived in Los Angeles that long, but it's like going down to that area always feels like I'm driving by a, like somewhere where if you drive in, you will never get out. If you, if you go into there, you're never. Well, that happened to me. I got lost in there. So I'm like, I'm just going to leave it as a view. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so you're right by like farmer's market and all that. Yeah, walking distance. Yeah, I love it there. Walking distance. You're by the you're by the new Bev too, isn't that walking distance? Yes. Oh, it's one of my favorite parts of of uh, Los Angeles. I, I do love it. I also love where you are in Los Feliz. Yeah, yeah. Is it Los Feliz or Los Feliz? I don't know. I've lived here 25 years. I should know. I th- it's a it's a it's something that keeps coming up even as a. a Angelino. Yeah, I've only been here about eight years, so I should know as well. Well, yeah, and you said most of your story from uh, your life that happens to be a book was uh, happened in this area. The start of the adventures with Rilke, my sister, in the book. Yeah, and now is now is is Rilke really her name? Did she did she actually get her real name, or did she get a fake name? She got a fake name. Okay. Everybody got a fake name. Her real name is Dante. Oh, that, that, you're not supposed to tell people, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and she will be making a special appearance at one of my readings, which is, yeah. Okay, cool. 
Oh, I, I really, so, so her real name is Dante, which is like literary and uh, Rilke is, you went literary with that too. Yeah. Seemed fitting to her for her. Did you, did you have other names that were uh, on the list? <laughs> well, now that you said I gave it away, <laughs> I, I, I mean, right in the beginning of the book, it says, you know, all the names and places have been vaguely changed. Although a lot of the places could definitely be recognizable. Uh, with the names, yeah, all the names have been changed. Yeah. Yeah. But then and, sometimes, you know, when someone, when you don't like someone, you, <laughs> do you feel like you're like, man, I wish I could just put their full real name in here so they can know that it's them. I think they'll know. You hope they'll know. Well, I don't know. If, I, I think they will. They're pretty, like, there's a couple people in there. I'm like, I think they'll know who they are if they uh -huh. happen to read it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, because their names were too good in real life where I was like, how can I do better than that? That captures them so well. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's gotta be hard, the renaming. Yeah. So, and I'm sure it's not your first pick. You're not sitting there going, oh, that's it, that's it, that's it. <clears throat> I mean, the reason I say this is because I just renamed the protagonist in my novel that I've been working on for almost about a year. And I'm like, oh, I just realized what his name is. And it's just like, it's gone through so many changes and it, it's, it, the, I, I think people don't understand that we just don't come with a name right away. Sometimes it sticks, but sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Names are really important. Yeah. And then we're stuck with them. <laughs> yes. And then you, then you send it to the editor and they're like, okay, it's a lock. And you're like, no, 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 wait, not Rilke, not Rilke. Uh, Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The lock. Ah, uh. well, I remember. I mean, there's scenes in the book I think where I'm trying to remember what my stripping name was, and there were so many that I could not remember. That's why I just wrote it as it was. I'm like Claudia, Lola, Ava. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I was. Um, my I uh, my, my ex girlfriend from about a decade ago. She was a stripper, and I can't even remember all her names. I I I think it was Paige. Well, Lockett was one of them. I'm like, where did you get that from? Oh, that's you know? a good one. I wanted to be Alexis, but it was taken. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> was it taken by Amazon? <laughs> this was pre-Amazon, pre-Amazon days. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> another girl at the club. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, I mean what, what what do you think of um I mean what how how do you feel about like uh stripping and the stripping life like now? I at 211 on a Tuesday. That's right. <laughs> we can <laughs> always I, change our mind. When I change our mind. An extra half cup of coffee, Tony, come on. <laughs> uh and no drinks. I didn't have a drink. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's I, called drinks with Tony, but it's kind of a lie. I have tea, so the drinks, the drinks, the drinks aren't. Yeah, they used to be heavily involved when we were in studio, that way back when. And then I had a band on the second hour. It's usually when the band came on is when it, the you know, and then it's just like it just doesn't make for good radio to be blasted. Yeah, you just think like you're you think you're brilliant, and then all of a sudden you listen to some of those tapes and you go, eh, no, that's just pathetic just like anything I wrote during that period. Uh, <laughs> Did you write part of the book while you were, um, oh, cause you're sober now, right? 
I am. Yeah. yeah. Did you write part of the book while you were uh, still using? No. However, there were parts that because I journal every day, I remembered, oh, when I would got, get to certain scenes, they're in my journal. So I would go through all my journals and take, uh, for example, one of the sugar daddies, there's certain excerpts and chapters or like the ad that I placed on Craigslist to be, uh, you know, to find one special sugar daddy. Uh, that's taken right from word for word. Wow. Uh, so in that sense, yeah, those little gems, I, I didn't, you know, it was, that was it right there. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so, so, um, like, yeah, I guess the other question that was, a, that was a hard one to answer, and maybe there is no answer to it. Oh, the, the stripping. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you for bringing me that, back to that. <laughs> You're like, I thought we got away from that. <laughs> I did your, yeah, your, yeah. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you authentically thanking me? <laughs> I know. You are really listening, Tony, and you really aren't thinking. Uh, <laughs> I, I can only speak for myself with it. Mm -hmm. I can only speak for myself. I have no judgment. I have a friend that I went over to her place the other day and she helped me. Uh, I borrowed some of her clothes uh, to do, you know, the, some of the book tour because I'm not much of a shopper. And she was a roller skating a stripper just up to a couple of years ago, which I thought was fabulous. However, for me with stripping. All I see is, all I see is a pelvic operation. <laughs> when I hear roller skating, anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I know people might know who she is on this. Apparently it was very uh, popular with her. Uh, for me, it was, it, it brought me to a road where it, it, it just, I just didn't feel good about myself, but I didn't feel good about myself when I went into it. I do know that it was a step up at the time from what I was doing with Madame Ava and I also got to be with my sister. So in that sense, I really loved it because I, anytime I was with my sister, I was happy. Right. Uh, so I'm kind of giving a mixed response, but with stripping, I don't know what it's like these days. I would imagine the clubs are fairly empty. However, I see the new ones popping up all the time. Mm -hmm. And and the other thing is too, and I hope that I capture this in the book that a lot of the men are you know, it's, it's not so creepy. You know, I, I, I hope that it comes across that, you know, these men and some of the women in there, it's not this character, caricature. You know, I met yeah. some nice men in, in there that are just, we're lonely. Yeah. And I'm lonely. Loneliness is an interesting thing because I think it drives us for, um, to do, you know, not to do crazy stuff, but it drives us to connect, you know? yeah and and when and when we get in like really lonely places you know maybe maybe i don't know i mean for dudes i don't know i'm not a strip club guy i've been like maybe four times in my life and two of those times were to visit my girlfriend when we were together <laughs> and it's just like and it, it just it's like one of the most irritating environments i have i don't know how anyone could like work there because it's just a bunch of oh yeah oh. it's like a bunch of grunting dudes with yeah. erections and mm -hmm. i don't like to be around grunting dudes 
And the only erection I like to be around is mine. I don't want other people's erections in my in the, in the same room. You know, I don't want to know they have them. So well, it's very ironic that you ended up with a stripper. Yeah, I thought she was a I, well, she was mainly a writer, and then it kind of oh. became and then it was just like, so how are you making money with your poetry? You know, and then it's just like well, <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, and then it's just like. I kind of found it cool because it just, you know, I was I had no judgment on it. I was just like, well, that's interesting because I'm, I mean, I lived in the Tenderloin in San Francisco. So I'm, I was around like all these clubs where I would just walk by and, yeah. you know, but it was, I just, I did find it kind of exotic and was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And it was, it was I feel like I did learn a lot when we were together, so. Yeah, and loneliness for me was a really big part of it. I felt very alone uh, by a certain point in in that atmosphere. And well, the cat fighting that happens in strip clubs is out of control. I know all those stories. <laughs> I don't know if you experienced that, but it's a lot of competition, right? Well, I do remember being chased out of a strip club on La Cienega. I think at the time it may have been called. Uh, maybe it was somewhere else, Seventh Vale, but it was on La Cienega. I got, I got chased out my first night there. So that I didn't go back there. Was that from another stripper? Yeah, she chased me out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's, it's, it's like, no, it's a full contact sport. And then all of a sudden, it's also a strip club. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, you know, I'm going to go back, back <laughs> to my little little strip club along the, along the tracks. So it's, I, is it like a hazing thing where they want to make sure that, or they're, or they're just trying to get, they're just trying to get out of here. We, we, you're taking our business. Well, I had, you know, it was a little more complicated with her. No. I had been with her, who I didn't know was her fiance. Oh. And I didn't know that. So she had every right to chase me out. Uh, <laughs> I didn't, you know, once I found that out, I was like, I get it. Wow. any pushback because she you know that's understandable and uh you know going back to the loneliness though that really was a big part of of it and you know there's a I didn't name it in the chapter but one of the chapters I wanted to call nobody wants a crying stripper because I was crying and I wasn't really I was not a good stripper I was bad at it um my sister was good at it, but I was not a very good dancer and I'm not very good at asking people uh, for money. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's a lot of it because because there's a lot of. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm this, and this is me just like going back on my narrative with my ex from 10 years ago. But I remember they would be so stoked when they would have a drunk guy because they would just clean him dry. They would clean him out. <clears throat> and, um, you know, and and. And, you know, that's kind of when, like, I don't know if we were, we were still together, if I broke up with her already, but it's just kind of like, that karma is kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, like, I was like going, oh man, that's, I don't know about that energy with all these hooting and hollering sports bar dudes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Anyway. Mm -hmm. We'll get off that terrible subject. I, I, I see you just made yourself a martini and you've been sober for how long? <laughs> All right, 12 years out the door. Thanks, <laughs> Tony. Your reality. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, no, I um I mean, I'm I'm like totally ignorant of a lot of it too. So it's, you know, and it's been I've been out of that relationship and we don't talk anymore for so long that it's just it's um it's still kind of intriguing and, and confusing for a dude like me, you know. 
Well, same here, even though I was in it. Uh, same, same. It's still oh, not yeah. who I am. So right. <laughs> that was the, the part where, you know. And then to write about it, is it is it hard to go back to that when you were writing about it? Was it was it just kind of like not that part because uh-huh. <laughs> the strip the actual stripping uh, was not that for not that long, and I was able to capture it. I hope within a chapter, so that might be giving too much away of the book. However, the pl- well, the title's called Strip, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course, it's, you know, more than, more than. Right, 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 right. But yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't give it away, but. Don't give it away. I won't give it away. Yeah. And it says that on the synopsis. So uh, that's out the door. Yeah. Speaking of giving it away, I was, I was watching Father Stew yesterday. Have you seen that movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson? No, is it good? Well, it's like good enough. And it, but at the, at, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assign it to my uh, screenwriting students next quarter because it's kind of like good enough and it hits the beats. But what's funny is the title is kind of um, what happens at the midpoint. So they, so the title gives it away. <laughs> it's like, okay. it's like right. okay, well we know where we're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found the title really hard. Uh, to come up with oh did you have other titles what what were what were some other titles i love i love the dvd cuts of books we should have a dvd cut where it's like what were the other titles what were some of the characters names what scenes were cut out yes i i i love the behind the scenes i mean that's what i like about like well I, i love talking with writers about the behind the scenes of it like the real the real like how was that what was that experience like writing it uh well, strip was only ever what I referred to it as. It was, really? Yeah, it was just like, oh well, I just came up with something off the top of my head. I was like, oh, it's strip, and it was so only it, it, it so it it landed. Well, it was a work. It was a working title. Yeah. Never meaning to be the title. However, five years later, when I was really struggling to find a title, I really had a lot of angst about it. I want it to be a good title and and my stepfather is really good with naming books he's written so many and all of them brilliant titles uh you know one was angel down the drain uh they're, they're all written oh that's a there. that's a good title I would save that for a novel I, I yeah it is a novel right now is it yeah that's a good one yeah I wrote it's the first draft of something and I, and I did like that I didn't suit this book though uh, right right you know, because it's really not about going down the drain. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. So uh, I'm just blanking on at the other titles, but I do have them written. Well, down it's it's more. amazing that you're even standing up because your book just came out. And you've been doing so much promo that it's just. I mean, how's the promo going? Because this is your first book, and all of a sudden it's just like, you know, I got to answer this question. Now I got to answer this question for the tenth time. Well, I love this part of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sitting on my couch, like you said, Tuesday afternoon, I had my therapy, I had a Zoom date with my best friend in Toronto, <laughs> now I'm here with you. It's been, it has been a lot, however, uh, you know, having just got back from Chicago, and then I'll be going to New York and DC and, and Toronto, for me, it's been just really important to 
use the tools that I have to stay grounded in it. Yeah. Be, I want to have mm. a positive experience of this. I've seen so many friends with their books out that their books did really, really well. And they also really struggled behind the scenes with it. And I can't, I mean, I won't say that there hasn't been struggles. However, it's just been really important to keep my grounding as well. Yeah. That means not saying yes to everything. And yet if that means selling less books, then that means selling less books. Yeah. Uh, my publisher will <laughs> cut my head off. No, he's not like that. <laughs> not the like point that. of this, the point of being <laughs> on this show is to sell less books. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a good seller. <laughs> yeah, yeah <it's> <laughs> like going back to stripping, I'm not, you know. Uh, however, I am, you know, the events so far have been great. Some of them are very vulnerable. I uh, most important to me is is really speaking from an authentic place. Yeah, that's and that's the beauty of it, and that's why I love doing this because I like having authentic conversations. And having authentic conversations with writers happens way more often than any other tribe i know of right yeah yeah i mean i I, and i love podcasts i love listening to podcasts so such a great i don't know is it called platform (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know and like people are (laughs) people call themselves influencers i'm like what's the opposite of influencer i don't want to influence anyone i just want to like you know, it's talk about bad sellers. Cause I, I think, you know, I think we're both generation X and I think that's the, that yeah. we, we don't want to sell anything. It's like, even, um, you know, even when I used to do college radio, we wouldn't use our real names and everything was just kind of like, if you used your real names, you were just like an egomaniacal lunatic, you know? And it's just like the, um, and I had a hard time even putting my last name like on the file name saying hosted by Tony <laughs> Duchesne. And I was just, I, I was, it, I was like, Oh, that just sounds so sellout. And then I finally had to like do it. And then it's just like all the kids are doing it. So, well, and it's such a great name, Tony Duchesne. And you know, going back to talking about names, some names are just not good. And maybe mm. they shouldn't be honest. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Tony, Tony, Tony Duchesne. But in terms of being Gen X and selling, yes, that, that part with the promotional stuff has been, uh, that's the part that I find the most challenging. Uh, like being on NBC yesterday, I can't say that I sold my book. <laughs> I wasn't right. Like, you know, I was, uh, yeah. It's, it, I think the main thing is just showing up. I know my next, I know my next book, I'm hiring a publicist. I think you did that too, right? You yeah. Have, it's just so wonderful. I love yeah. it so much. Hiring a publicist, doing the tour. Um, I'll be saying yes to everything. I'll, I'll like I'll be like working out and getting in shape physically and mentally for six months, you know, and then yeah. we'll just be like the all right, here we go. You know, going back to what you're saying about like what's this experience been like? It's been such a long process, and I remember talking with someone I really admire as a mentor, and her saying, you know, there's something to it going slowly, so it's a very integrated experience. And I, I can say that had it been published at another time, it would have been already a different experience. Uh, and, and this is so far pretty integrated, you know, although not to say I'm not out of my body and off center, uh, you know, often. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. I did that podcast when you, when you say that's what I, it, it, it happens to me too. The people, and I forget. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, we taped that like three months ago. I didn't know it came out, you know? <laughs> yeah. What, um, did, did you, uh, did you always, I mean, well, you always had writing in you, but like, like, did you, um, did you think you had another book that was going to come out before this book? What, what was your like writing? What was your right? What you, here's the thing. Yeah. Cause I was delusional when I was like, <laughs> when I, I was just like, I, I knew I was, and, and uh, I knew who I would be next to in the libraries when my book came out. And that was 20 years before my book came out, but I knew my book was going to come out in like two or three years. I didn't know it was 20. So you had vision and you stuck with it. Right, exactly. It's it, it, so. Did um? Did you think you would have a book out earlier, like a like novels before this, and then the process like beats us down like it does? <laughs> well, this book, I did think this book would be out earlier because the publishing process was long, as long if not longer than the actual writing of it. However, until I began this book, I had never thought or wanted to write a book before. Really? Yeah. You were writing journals. So the writing, the writing was in your blood. Yeah. And your dad's writing. So. Yes. Yeah. I was very. What, what's oh, this, this, this intrigues me so much. Cause I have no, I have like no, I have no family influence or anything of writing. I had to like break out of it. So yeah. if, you, so if you have, um, uh, influence of a lot of like literature and reading in your family you didn't even want to be a writer I really didn't I've always loved the written word I've always loved poetry I mean it's my my father's written 30 books and my earliest memory is being on his back at poetry readings Mm -hmm. and that was my upbringing that was my world and I also saw what it took and the uh, the solitude there's a chapter in the book where I go, the constant revisions, the no money. I really wanted no part of that. (laughs) And also I was not in a place for so many years where I could sit with myself. And now to be a writer, you have to, I mean, maybe maybe you don't have to sit with yourself, but uh, (laughs) I know people that have also dictated their whole books out, which I, you know, don't think I would be good at. Uh, I was always writing. And before this book, I was publishing short stories. I published a lot of short stories in obscure literary journals, you know. And- well, that's the, see, that's writing. That's getting published. If you, if you, you, were, you were crafting. Yeah, I was, I was definitely crafting. However, yeah. a full book and certainly a memoir was not in my uh, plan. And then when, or- when was it in your plan? When did you go, wait a second? this means something, I, I need to get this story out there. It was my mentor. I had <clears throat> wanting to go back into a writing kind of group workshop and I walked into the Hollywood library and this woman was, was leading a workshop and I sat in it and I read something from my childhood I think I had written and she came up to me after and she said, invited me to her home to do a workshop there with some uh, smaller group and she, that first day she said, you're writing a memoir. And this is an author I really looked up to and I had heard about her 20 years earlier. I had lived as a roommate with her nephew. And he said, you have to meet my, my aunt. She lives in London. She's a phenomenal writer. 
a bestseller writer, you know, uh, and 20 years later, when I walked into that library, I didn't know it was her until I heard her last name. And, who, and then I was, like, oh my God, this is <clears throat> Jill Sherry Robinson. Oh, okay. Cool. And she's, I don't think she's 84 today. Uh, and she came up to me and she said, you're writing a mentor. Like I said, and I mean, a mentor, a, you're writing a mentor. You're writing a memoir. And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, yes, you are. <laughs> kind of went back wow. She saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, it took me a while to see it. However, I showed, I kept showing up for the page every day. Yeah. Now, when you read, now, when you read your uh, piece at the library, was that the first time you read a memoir piece about yourself in front of people? No, I think I've been taking writing workshops and, and that kind of thing and writing uh, pieces of my life with publishing them. So it kind of sounds like, yes, my first book, my first writing. However, it really, it really wasn't. I, it never is because it's like it, even like writing a novel it's just like you have to write a bad novel in order to write a novel and that bad novel is never going to get published but the only way to learn how to write a novel is to write a bad novel that's never going to get published and it's just and it's like well why would i ever write a novel and it's like exactly you shouldn't yeah <laughs> yes. yeah yeah i think if anything it was a you know my desire would have been uh publishing a collection of short stories which i still want to do yeah, yeah. Which will sell zero because apparently doesn't, it doesn't really matter though. It's we, we get in yeah. libraries. Now did you have now did you do the, the thing I did where you went to the library and went, oh you know what? If I was on the shelf here, I would be next to blank. <laughs> I I would like to think I would like to have an answer for you that was like I have that vision or had that vision, but I have not I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's fine. I was just wondering. I'm just wondering if I'm the only doofus out there. So that's uh, I'm, what I'm trying to do. Is well, I'm no, I think it's. I, I love that because it's you know without vision, what do we have? And uh, that's not to say I saw a picture of my book at a bookstore next to uh, it was Year of the Tiger or some books that's doing really well. And I was very happy. <laughs> I felt very important for a moment until I realized it was probably just. Uh, placed that way for the photograph or I don't know. <laughs> However, it did raise my self-importance. I'm like, oh, oh, look at that. Well, it put it puts us next to people and authors that we may not ever meet in real life, but we're next to them on a shelf. And how cool is that? Yeah. 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 Like, like, we, could be, we could be next to a dead author and it's just like, we're just hanging out with a dead author book soup you know if you if you look deep enough yeah 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 and, and that's the thing too is getting to do these conversations with authors that I really love that part in yeah you did Rob Roberge in uh Chicago I love I that did. guy yeah. yes and tomorrow is going to be Patrick O'Neill and I have some you know like a number oh of I, I don't like Patrick oh <laughs> <laughs> no I love him he was on the show a few weeks ago I know yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, I have a, and I have a, a wide range of, of authors I get to be in conversation with, but yeah. all who I, I love. Oh, that's great. And yeah. then who's in New York? Who are you, who are you doing with? I'm going to do it with Erin uh, Carr. She wrote Strung Out. Huh. Uh, and she's an author I've really admired from afar. So to have this uh, come about was very unexpected. Yeah. 
And then in DC, I'll be with Christina McDowell, her, her book, uh, yeah, bestseller there. And she's also my writing partner. Oh yeah? Seven years. So it's very natural that I would do one with her. When you say writing partner, do you mean workshopping together or are you actually working on a project together too? It does sound like that. Uh, no, not working on a project together, workshopping, except mm -hmm. there's only three of us. <laughs> so yeah, I like yeah. just be writing partner because people will be like, oh, I'd like to come to your writing group. Like, well, it's pretty tight. It's like yeah, exactly. three of us. It's just me and two other women. Nobody else is invited. And it, and it's not because of a hierarchy thing. It's because you guys have been together and put in the work. And yeah, well. you know each other, you, you know. I mean, yeah, I could go, yeah. hey, can I come? And you'd be like, no, because I, you know, I don't know what you're workshopping right now. And I don't know your vibe. And you could be an awful person to these other people. <laughs> yeah, it's not to say I wouldn't, you know, take another workshop. I'd love to, you know, with, with people that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Don't still don't don't uh, don't um, say that on the air, though, because then you'll be you'll be getting hit up all over the place. So just, just, <laughs> just pretend like you didn't say that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay yeah i'm actually well my plate is really full right now so yeah I'm, there we go there we go good <laughs> that, that that is a great comeback right? yeah <laughs> that's so much better than what i do i just go no <laughs> well i love that that is it's more if i can say it cojones i'd like to have a little more of that uh yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Podcast, no, I, I'm like, that's really, that I don't think that speaks to me. I'm not sure if you know about like what, yeah, <laughs> or, or, or the topics that should be discussed. I'm like, yeah, I'm not like the, yeah, know. I don't even, I, I'm, I, I'm being, uh, I'm pretending I have more cojones than I do. I don't even say no, I just ignore, <laughs> I just, I don't even reply. That, 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 that's so Gen X to deflect that and say, no, 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 I don't have good odds. But yeah. I sense that you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, you want, you want everyone to like you and you want to please everyone, but then you get a little older and a little wiser and you're like, oh, wait a second. There are people we can't bring into our lives, you know? It's, yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. Yeah. I've learned the hard way and I keep learning the hard way. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I thought I learned this lesson. I thought I learned it. I know. I, I laugh with one of my friends uh, who and I'm like another spiritual opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> that Another spiritual opportunity that I don't really want right now. <gasps> I like that a lot. Spiritual opportunity. And even like, it's like sometimes when we go through like uh, problems and stuff, I, I, I almost wonder if the, universe, you know, cause I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if there's a God or if we got universe or what, but I'm not, but I'm not like, I'm not an atheist dude. I tell, I tell people I'm decaf agnostic. I'm violently decaf agnostic. Love you, know, it. you know, I, I, it's just, but when we do get problems, is it like, is there something going, Hey, you are now ready to take on this problem. Is there something, you know, like, is, is it a spiritual opportunity? For me, it's been really important to look at it that way. It helps me a lot. I don't know, you know, there, if, I mean, I can't say concretely, however, 
it helps me be more at peace looking at it that way. And when challenges arise and I can look at it, like, you know, whether it's a flat tire or, I mean, I don't know what the spiritual opportunity is in that. However, there can be, and I try to look at it that way. So I can it's, move through it a little more peacefully. Yeah, and a flat tire might bring us back down to the reality of, hey, we're just human. And why do I find, why do I, why is my ego just, it, it may, it may be, it may be a nudge from the universe going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're nothing, dude. You're nothing. Can you just change the tire? Yeah, just, just relax. You're not going anywhere. Like there's nowhere to get to. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, You're going to be late. And you know what you have now? You have a cell phone. You don't even have to go to a pay phone and call a beeper and wait for, for 10, 10 minutes for them to call you back. Yeah. 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 And taking responsibility too, is part of, for me, the spiritual opportunity. I, this is a strange example, but my neighbor let me know that our apartments were attempted break in recently. And I had to, you know, oh, oh yeah. I wasn't locking the downstairs door every time. So, I mean, I jumped for a spiritual opportunity, but you know, instead of getting, I get to take a look at what was my part. Well, double, double lock the doors next time. Now, did you confess to her that it was you or did you just go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll see who's doing that. Well, we both, uh, I said, you know, I'll be better about it. I haven't been. And she said, me neither. Oh, it all came together. Yeah. Yeah. She's a lovely young woman, very young. So yeah. Yeah. And is, is she young and new to Los Angeles? Seems like it. You can kind of tell. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Like even the way someone looks, I'm like, oh, you look very natural. Like yeah. very, you know, refreshing and you must be new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just maybe, you know. Yeah. I know. I notice it in my apartment building too, where it's just like, I notice it in this weird way where people come here and then they don't even want to say hi to you if they're neighbors or just like, and they're like, look to the ground because everyone's everyone has a gun and they're going to shoot you. And I'm like, hi, 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 hi. And then and then they're like, who's the weird old man downstairs that says hi like that? No, but it's just like the, people don't say hi. And then I'm like, no, 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 no you, you, you silly fool. <laughs> We're neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> you silly fool. <laughs> Except if, if you were my sisters and my neighbor, uh, you know. Yeah, you would have not wanted to say hi. <laughs> oh, both. that's funny. Really? Yes. Because was it like late nights and loudness? Yes, we were terrors. Yeah. We were terrors. Roller skating at night on the hardwood floors. <laughs> in, the, in the book on Edge. Oh, you would have had a lot of visits from me. <laughs> oh, well. The answer to that is stop. <laughs> Well, this woman tried, believe you me. I don't think you would have, you would have moved out the way she probably did. Or not Polly did, she did. Someone in, a, a, some people have read the book and they said, is that a true chapter in there? I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, she roller skating at 3 a.m. on the Harvard floors upstairs, writing <laughs> fuck you notes. I'm really selling the book now. Now you really want to read it. <laughs> Oh, it, no, it's, uh, it, you're, you're doing great at selling. No, it's so funny. People, like people come like, you know, we're talking about your book a lot. Like there's a lot of times where we don't even talk about the book for an, an hour. And then, and then people are like, wait a second. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. People are people, people just are going to listen to you. And then they're going to go, oh, that's an interesting person. They'll look you up. 
I, I, I kind of hate listening to those shows where they're like, oh, yeah, and then on chapter four, what was the mo- motif of the epiphany? Of the... <laughs> and that, just, that turns me, I'm never going to like look at that. Just said. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yes. I've had some, I've had some questions uh, asked me that I don't even know what they're asking. <laughs> I just don't understand. It's too over my head and too heady. Like, yeah. can you put it in language that I understand, not these like literary terms that are not accessible to me? Yeah, it, it's it, and I yeah, that drives me nuts. That just drives me nuts beyond belief. That's when I'm like, I mean, even like when I'm reading a writer who's you know with like a novelist or something, and I can tell that they're not like engaging with me. They're talking at me, and, they, and you're just like, this book sucks. Nobody wants to be talked at. Yeah. 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 It's just like, you know, stop preaching to me. And I won't name authors, but there are a few out there. And they're in the same circles we are, but <laughs> we'll, we'll have to, I'll have to drop your text later and be nosy. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I love about the um being in the writing community is that we do kind of like gossip about each other and stuff. And the, and like our good you know, our good writer friends are like really in the know on who we like and who we don't like. And then and then we're all at the same like fest like book festival we're on panel and they'll be like oh my god tony does not like that person he's sitting with and it's just and you're just pretending on oh, it's great to see you great to see everyone this is really good information for a new author such as myself to know because it's only been two weeks into the gate for me or what is into the gate out of the gate yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh so i'll i'll keep this in mind uh, yeah sometimes you just smile <laughs> i hate authors that that ask me did you did you like my book that's like i'm like oh my god dude do not do amateur hour on me do not do amateur hour it's it, it, it. <laughs> i i oh that's a hard one and it's interesting because my friends will be like i haven't read your book yet i'm so sorry i'm like don't be sorry don't you know you have to read it like no pressure <laughs> like, just- yeah it's yeah. not it's and like what you said the like like is so interesting it's uh like I, yeah I, i'm not going to be asking you that especially not now <laughs> well no i like i like your book <laughs> yeah <clears throat> i mean the way i do this is the minute i get it i read as much as i can which is usually about half of it and then i put it away and i forget to try to just forget about everything so then we can have I a conversation that. a few weeks or a month later so I love that. Yeah. 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 When, and when I read what your, uh, or maybe you had shared with me an email about what, what this is about. Well, the title, the conversations of like a dialogue. Yeah. Like a dialogue. We're pretending Tony to have a dialogue here. We're totally faking a conversation. Yes. We care less about each other. Yeah. (laughs) We are amazing actors. No one can see this, but yes. Oh, you got a little Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I like that a lot. So one here. day, one day, do you, do you see in your life that you could be in a, uh, like the Golden Globes or something? Did, no. did, did, this, did, did, did your book get optioned yet? In answer to that first question, no, I do not see myself. <laughs> oh, I always see myself there. It's like, I, I, I and I'm, and I'm going to, and I'll be, 
I'll be clearing out all my grudges of people I like hate. It's not going to be like, I want to thank my agent. I want to thank God. I want to thank my parents. No, it's something like that. I, uh, you know, Mr. Perkins, I hated you. I'm coming after you. And it's just like, dude, you've been holding on to that for 30 years. Yeah, no, I do not picture myself there. And uh, God, it sounds so like snobbish, but I really, yeah, I just, I, I remember my, cause I obviously, you know, living in LA, you have most of your friends are probably, or at least my friends are in the business. Right. And I have one friend I would go to parties with him, you know, as his girl Friday. And uh, I remember him calling one time and it was for the golden globes and I'm, I'm a homebody. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> we already went to two things this week. I'm good. But, it, uh, it, it is weird because like coming down from San Francisco to here and then being a part of it, and I was so excited. And I was just like, oh, my God. And we get to go on the Paramount lot. I mean, I love seeing like, you know, films on some of these like uh, lots and stuff. But yeah, and then, the, yeah. and then the oh, my God, that's that's the real actor right in front of me. And then that only lasts for a little while. And then you're yeah. like, I don't want to go there because because people have eager eyes. They're like, <laughs> they're like, wait, you know where is, where's Steve Buscemi? You know, they're like, they're not even, they have no, they're not even looking at you. They're looking through you. Even when you're having a conversation, just in case Ron Perlman might be behind you and they can get that selfie they've been waiting for. Yeah. Watch on the next award show. You see me like desperately trying to, hi, hi. Like, (laughs) like, she's kind of, yeah. Yeah. The, um, I used to think like Sean Penn was being an ass for not, you're not ever going to the Oscars. And then like, and he's just, and he called it a fashion show. And then after coming to LA and being like around it a little bit, I was like, Oh, I get it. (laughs) It's it's not fun. Especially if it's your work. If if you're promoting your thing, it's not fun. It's like, Oh. Yeah. And I never, I mean, I could think with the Oscar, that's the business, right? I am. I'm not, I mean, as a book writer or, you know, short stories yeah, uh, yeah. with it, with the film though, version of it, we'll see. Uh, you asked if it got option. I mean, there's interest. Mm-hmm. However, I will just see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I, I, when, one thing that's so great about having friends in this business or as, you know, books that have been options. So it's a long process. And I was listening to an author who I really love uh, do an interview the other day, and and they this the interview asked that same question, you know, or not what well, her book is being made into a movie, but her answer was, you know, it's like when junior high when someone asks you out on a date, you just wait for them to call, then maybe you pick out your dress, like in the steps that it happens. I didn't relate to the junior high part because I wasn't going out on dates in junior high. Uh, However, the unfolding of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't go out on dates in high school either. So it's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, what? You had dates? Wait a second. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Dates? You were cool. Yeah. (laughs) Dates. And now dates are. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, Oh, it's. So yeah, because I, I you when we were talking about if the uh, people read the read the book, and sometimes I go online dating, and then I sometimes find out humanity is atrocious, and then sometimes I meet you know a nice person and we'll like date for a while, and and a lot of the times we'll be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I haven't seen your movie, I read your book yet, and I'm like, you don't have to, it's not a prerequisite, it's not, I, I don't even care if you don't see it, if we end up in a relationship together, it's that's 
that's I'm I'm just working. I'm I'm, I'm on my or next. What they thing. want you to have when they when the date wants you to be familiar with their work. Oh, that's oh, and, and yeah. really like haven't even heard of it. You're like, well, okay, uh, or or the TV show, which is yeah, that could be embarrassing on on this end of things. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, However, I want, no, I say, as a writer, dating has been such great material and i'm always like sometimes i'll tell them like you you might end up in a story and they're like oh how cool i'm like well maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're ending up in a story it's not because this is happily ever after <laughs> yeah usually the more interesting stories are yeah <laughs> yeah the, the interesting stories are the ones with high conflict and douchebags <laughs> yeah yeah, like during the pandemic, I was writing all of those stories. It was very fun. Oh, I, I went on one. I went on one date during the pandemic, and she list. She found out who I was because I don't like. I mean, not that I'm, not that I'm famous or anything. I just don't want people to like listen to stuff or read anything. But I just want. And she listened to some podcasts I didn't even remember being on. She's like, oh yeah, and she's like, oh, so tell me what's it like. How's your sister? And I'm like where are you getting this information? And I didn't even know what she told me the title of the podcast. I'm like, I don't remember. She's like, how can you not remember? I'm like, and it turned out it was a podcast I did like eight years ago. And I'm just like, and, and you, and you, so you got to have an intimate conversation with me for an hour and a half before I even got to say hi, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do get that. I mean, obviously I'm an unknown author, and especially with just having written short stories before a book anyway. And I, I really didn't want anyone like that I was going on a date with to type in my name and read that background that I have. Yeah. Because a lot of the stories are taken from my own experience. And uh, so it was very, I mean, because I guess that's what people do is they, they search people uh, first. Right. And, but that, that's also kind of cool. Cause I think we want to know the story. We're all as humans, we're always looking for the story. Right. Like what's even, <clears throat> even with how we present ourselves, it's just like, yeah. we, we're always kind of putting the puzzle together. Is this, is this person dangerous or is this person, you know, it's, we're negotiating a lot, even though we don't know it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Very true. And it's uh, so part of that's normal. And then, yeah, I have like, there have been times over the years where I was like, oh, wait, okay, I know that person, they're on that TV show. And then I just go, and I'm not even, look, don't look, just go have a normal conversation with them, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's so strange. LA is so strange. It is. It is. It's. <laughs> well, I think we should end it because we're just kind of, uh, what do you think? I think we did good. I think we did all right. I think so too, Tony. Yeah. I just enjoyed talking with you. So even whatever, yeah, uh, yeah. If you, yeah. Had to, if you had a grade, if you were a teacher, you had to grade this. What would you give it? I think, uh, Don't insult me. I think a minus. A minus. It's good yeah. because there's room for improvement. Minus on my part. <laughs> oh no, you're great. No, 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 no. There's always stuff to learn. Plus, I, I heard myself say the word, you know. And certain things I'm trying to stay away from. So I, I heard my own language and got a little tripped up on, on my words. I, I, I find that natural and saying, um, saying silly things 
and not editing them out is one of my favorite things to do because I, uh, 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 a lot. So, well, thank you for that because my mom said, make sure you do not say that. Um, oh yeah, no, I got, I bet you if I get, if, if I had an intern, I would have them count the ums. And then we would have, I should do that. We can count the ums and then have a tally at the end of the show. Anyway. Now I feel so much more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm comfortable. Now we can talk about some real stuff. Tony, thank you so much. Such an honor. Thank you, Hannah. When I walked out of work and I was tired as hell Another day come and gone, oh well Somewhere there's a drink with my name on it Well, I ordered a scotch as I bust through them doors Spilled half on my jeans, the other half on the floor When I saw you standing by that video game Well, I ain't very good, but I get practiced by myself Forgot my one line, so I just said what I felt If only you were lonely If only you was lonely too only you was lonely Be doing pull-ups on the toilet bowl And somewhere there's somebody a-throwing up Well, I broke the seat on my door Poured myself to bed The whirlpool spinning around in my head There was liquor on my breath You were on my mind And I'll be dreaming Without a care in the world If only you were lonely If only you was lonely And if only you were lonely I walked out of the kitchen I was tired as hell Another day is here Oh well Somewhere there's a smile With my name on it Hannah Sword on Drinks with Tony Check out her memoir, Strip Next week on the show we have Erica Krauss Her latest book is called Tell Me Everything A Story of a Private in Investigation Support your local library Use their facilities, including their restrooms. Hell, they may even have a writing workshop there, and you can find a mentor. I teach at the Los Feliz branch of the Los Angeles Public Library once a month. And bring a librarian a cupcake to brighten up their day. Just make sure to tell them how much THC is in there so they don't think they're having a nervous breakdown. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.
Listening to 101.9 FM, KPCRLP, Santa Cruz.